Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tessa of Wrestling.com, joined by former internet champion, GCW star, Inter Impact Wrestling star, Matt Cardona. Matt, how are you doing today? I was doing great until you threw in the former internet champion thing. But Well, I had to. You know, a lot can change <laughs> in a week. Uh, last Friday, you were going strong 10, 10 years in as the internet champion. And just yeah. like that, it was all taken away when Effie stole the title from you at GCW, Get Lost Slot. You had this major announcement. Everyone wanted to know what it was. Uh, and then there you were, you went out there in the ring, you were singing a song, and you threw yourself into the, the main event match of the Flight Club event, where it would have been you versus Nick Gage versus John Moxley in a huge triple threat match for the GCW World title that, as at least as you would put it, got you got screwed out of uh, one John Moxley defeated you, so naturally you wanted to rematch, but... Brett Lauderdale had said, no rematch clause is here, pal. You got to earn it. And so it gave you a shot when you faced uh, an opponent of his choice, which turned out to be Effie. And we all know what happened next. Effie rolled your oven. Effie is the new internet champion. He does, and uh, the, the rivalry has been spinning on Twitter here, but you know, uh, just about a week later, how are you feeling about it? I know you, you and also yesterday you challenged Effie to a, a, a rematch, but he shot you down and said that you would have to put something on the line. What did you make of that? Uh, well, first of all, it was the Chicago screw job. I was screwed out of the GCW world title. The New York screw job. I was screwed out of the internet championship. And there may be no rematch clause for the GCW world title, but the internet title is mine, you know? So there is a rematch clause and I will get my rematch. Um, and I think it will be in Atlantic city uh, against Effie, uh, the place where I won the GCW world title. I will uh, repeat history. And I will win back my internet championship. Well, I know, uh, myself included, all of your fans were hoping that happens. But, you know, it is worth pointing out. You tweeted, I think it was earlier today, that uh, the, the internet championship will die because of Effie. Can you, would you care to elaborate on what you meant there? If, Effie, if that doesn't happen, if you're unable to get it back in Atlantic City, if the match yeah. does go down. Effie is just, he, he, he's everything that is wrong with that title. He stole it. I I earned that title. Like you said before we went on air, you were a fan of uh, of the Broski in 2011. You know all about Z True Long Island story. I made that title because I earned it. I didn't make it because uh, I just wanted another prop. Uh, I I was the internet champion. I am the internet champion. I will forever be the internet champion. You know, when you put it that way, I have to ask like. In a worst case scenario where you keep, where you are, are unable to get that title back from Effie, I mean, we saw that you created your own GCW Universal Championship. But would you consider making like a, a internet title two point championship two point or something, or or is like what is what what is this path forward you know, if if you're unable to uh, get that championship itself back? I mean, that is actually the internet championship 2.0. It's not the one that I use. That's in the that's Z, right. True that's Long right. Island Story Days. So this is the one. Uh, could I, I'm looking at it right now, the original hanging on my office wall. Could I just take that off? And yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want my title back. You know, I want everything that it represents back. Uh, and for some reason, the GCW universe, they don't like me too much and they're going to hate me even more when I win the internet championship, uh, in Atlantic city. Again, certainly we're hoping that happens, but you know, even, even before Effie took the title, uh, I noticed that uh, before it got lost on Friday, you guys are kind of beefing a little bit on Twitter. So it seemed like you had a little bit of an issue even before this impromptu match went down. Like, do you have a bone to pick with Effie even setting aside there in that championship? Well, before, before he rolled me up, I had no idea who he was. That's, I was questioning on social media, who is this Effie guy? Is he a worker? 
Uh, I, I thought people were ribbing me, uh, but it turns out he is real. Uh, he is the internet champion. He screwed me. And I need to get that, that title back. This is, this is my number one goal in GCW uh, is to get it back. And if I have to, you know, put my career on the line, my GCW career on the line, I'll do whatever it takes to get my title back. You mentioned putting your career on the line. Effie had said that he wants you to put something on the line. Now, I saw that, that, uh, that video from him. I thought he meant that he wants you to put the GCW Universal Championship on the line. Is that something that you'd be willing to do? I mean, listen, the, the GCW Universal title, it's a cute little title. It spins, it's purple, has the Velcro. It's cool. But uh, I think the people are invested in that internet title. I certainly am. You know, so I will do anything to get it back. Even let's say you do get the United championship back. What does the future hold for the universal championship? Cause you've said, I think you said in some other interviews that you'd be, you know, it's, it's, it's something you'd be proudly carrying kind of from here on out, even after you were screwed out of the, the, the world title, it's still, a, you know, a title that you had commissioned and that you've been carrying ever since. Yeah. It's something I think, uh, you know, a lot of people when they heard Matt Cardona was doing GCW, uh, they thought I was crazy. They thought I was going to get sliced up and carved up by Nick Gage. And I did, but, uh, but I, you know, I left victorious and I knew right away, as soon as I landed in uh, California, when I went to Disneyland, I knew I need a, I need a custom title. I need to take this GCW. I need to turn it around because, you know, people think I hate GCW. I, I like GCW. I think GCW is awesome. I think the, the, the GCW universe are rabid diehard fans and I want to be in GCW, but I want GCW to get better. And I know a thing or two about how to make it more professional. And that's my goal. So whether it be better titles or better, you know, sound equipment, or, you know, if they have some goddamn ring aprons, they just need to uh, step up their game if they want to be taken more seriously. I think it's a fair point. And I, you've, you've mentioned it here already, but you know, now with, uh, being the, let's say the victim of, of two screw jobs. Do you, do you feel like Brett Lauderdale might have, might have something out on you, you know, where you have that you've, you previously shared this list of, of ways GCW can improve. And you just mentioned just now, you know, they have the other ideas as to what can make the company better. Do you think that might be, uh, at least part of this, you know, motive or, you know, the, of, of the, what we've seen in the past couple, you know, let's say the past month or month or two, where you kind of, you were at the top and I've gotten screwed out of not one title, but two. I think Brett is trying to act cool for his GCW fans. I think we all know that I have done wonders for GCW. I mean, when I won the world title, GCW, Zack Ryder and Matt Cardona were all trending uh, above the UFC, above the Olympics. I I can't recall GCW trending number one before me or after I won the title. So you're welcome, Brett. And And people pay money to see me get my ass kicked at these shows. People want to see me lose, uh, and unfortunately, they have in screwjob fashion. But nobody has been able to beat me uh, fair and square. This is true. So hopefully, you know, if you do get that rematch with Effie, you know, we'll see that pattern continue. But looking back on it now, you mentioned your match of Gage to the program and the match itself. Obviously, were just absolutely the talk of the town in all of wrestling. You mentioned they're, they're trending number one on Twitter. Huge deal. Uh, you know, it was absolutely this crazy match. And, uh, you know, your, your win was this major moment. So now looking back on it, and then as we've been talking about this, you know, rivalry with Effie and the Internet Championship, did you ever expect, you know, when, when you got into it, your, your run with GCW to go so far? And has it, as the way it's kind of taken off, changed any of your, your plans for what we saw happen in the summer? Because it, it felt like in some ways 
your summer just kind of like took off like where it's like you became in many ways like the face of gcw at least for a short period of time and just look kind of looking back on it do you, do you ever think it would go like that no obviously uh you know i'm not a deathmatch wrestler i had no aspirations of having a death match but the opportunity presented itself and i've said it in other interviews sometimes in wrestling you got to give the fans what they want and enough people wanted to see me versus nick gage because let's be honest it's so different people are you know they're used to me in wwe whether it be from the the woo woo days or you know the major wrestling podcast days or whatever they they see me they don't see a death match wrestler and then i went in there not only did i win but I, I took everything that he has, the pizza cutter, the light tubes, the glass. Hell, last week, I got a piece of glass removed from my back that's been in there for two months. Uh, so this is no joke. Um, and I, I think I proved a lot of people wrong, but I say this all the time, too. I'm not doing anything to prove people wrong. I want to prove myself right, my supporters right. And uh, listen, when I won that title and people were throwing, you know, beer bottles, cans, fucking pizza cutters. I loved it. I loved it because I knew those people there hated me, but I knew there were so many more, um, not only in that building, but around the world watching, like rooting for me and cheering me on. So uh, it was such a great moment. Will I ever do another death match again in wrestling? They say never say never, but right now I'm saying never. I have retired. Uh, I am the death match king and that's it. I beat the king. I dethroned the king. That's it. That's it. But to answer your question, um, you know, after you beat the king, what next, right? Right. So uh, it just so happens that Effie comes in, and Effie's a smart dude, right? He sees if he starts something with me, you know, he gets the attention. I have two point something million Twitter followers. Now I'm tagging him. Now they know who he is. It, this is good for everybody. Yeah, it certainly seems like it. I mean, for Effie now, for, for GCW, when he first got involved with it uh, earlier in the summer, I mean, it's definitely seeming like a, a mutually beneficial situation where you get to kind of showcase yourself in a new light and you get to kind of, you know, shine some of your own light as the units are not following on places that may not be otherwise. So definitely yeah, it so is. Like, sorry, like last week in New York City, when I'm, you know, I'm on the mic and of course I have in my head what I'm kind of going to say, right? But I had the people in the palm of my hand because they hate me. They just made it so easy for me. You know, like I'm smiling ear to ear because I'm like, it could not be more easy because they're just chanting things at me. You know, boo. I'm like, this is great. This is wrestling. And it's a side of me that people haven't seen before. And a side of me that, you know, I'm not necessarily a new gimmick in GCW. I'm me, but that audience doesn't like me. So when you watch Impact, that audience likes me. It's the same guy. Maybe I'm not flipping off the fans, but other than that, in the ring, the appearance, it's all the same. So I think it's great that, you know, in 2021, I can go two different places and be loved and be booed, you know? That, I was just going to bring that up. It's such a fascinating dynamic, you know, same person, two different promotions, two almost polar opposite receptions. You know, GCW, this, you know, hated bad guy, the guy that, you know, took the world title and, and was rubbing in everyone's face. And, and you know, they, they were throwing the pizza cutters. Then you compare that to Impact and, you know, much more of a, more of a popular guy. People like you there. And yeah. there's just something so fascinating about that where I feel like we really haven't, we don't see that a lot, if ever, like just, you know, where you're going there. It could literally be a situation where you're on Impact on a Thursday 
getting cheered. That's great. And then over on GCW on a Friday and they'll boom you out of the building. And so, and you, you've mentioned it before, you're just being yourself, but it, it comes down to that, the audience uh, perception and or response to it. There's just something so interesting about it. And, and it's fun for me too, because it keeps me on my toes. Like for instance, uh, this weekend I'm doing AIW in Cleveland and I'm not necessarily sure how the fans are going to respond to me. I was there a couple months ago. Uh, it was like right after I attacked Nick Gage for the first time. And the crowd was like 50-50 on me. And I was like, whoa, I didn't think this was going to trickle into other promotions, you know? So we'll see when I come back uh, this Saturday. Um, what's it going to be? Am I going to be beloved or hated? Either way, I win, you know? Exactly. I was <laughs> Not only that. winning the match, but like the situation. Because... It's, of course, it's, it's, it's great to be loved. It's great to be cheered. But I love getting booed. I love it. I mean, for me, it's just funny because, you know, back in the day in WWE, for, uh, for a while, you were this really hot baby face because you got so popular with the Z Trilling Island story. And for me, at least, at least that association of you as this uh, baby face character, whereas now, again, uh, it impacts more, it's more, more of that, at least in a way. But again, GCW, complete opposite, you know, very like, uh, at least in terms of the fans' response, this you know very hated heel. So it's very definitely something just addressing about that getting to kind of uh, you know lean into that and really roll with it. So you mentioned competing with uh, AIW this weekend. I was going to bring that up as well. Uh, you're kind of venturing at least a little bit more out into the independent scene a little bit with AIW. You wrestled for WrestlePro uh, earlier this month as well, and you also did Free the Narrative earlier in the summer. So uh, kind of to pair it all along with this uh, this run, uh, GCW and Impact as well. How has it been kind of getting out there more? And as you mentioned, the, the GCW stuff bleeding into those uh, other promotions as well, but more, maybe more in a general sense, what's it like kind of getting out there and uh, while, while on this run that you've been on? Yeah, so when I got released from WWE last year, uh, we were like right in the middle of that pandemic. I mean, we still kind of are, but it was like things were locked down. There were barely any indie shows and I didn't really feel comfortable going and maybe getting COVID to wrestle in front of 20 people. So I didn't take any independent bookings. You know, I, I just didn't wrestle. Uh, I had the cup of coffee in AEW uh, over the summer. And then like, I didn't really do anything until, until this year where I was like, okay, you know, the world's kind of opening back up. I felt more safe. And I just went out there and like my, my schedule is fully booked. I'm doing something every weekend and I love it. I love it. I love that, you know, that I get to go out there. And for instance, the other night, New York City, GCW, then I drive to Pennsylvania, like Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania, wrestle this kid who was once the broski of the week on my YouTube show, Merrick Miami, with this kick-ass match in this fucking flea market, you know? And then the next day, I do something for the Major Wrestling Fair podcast. So it's like, I I'm living my dream and I'm having so much fun. This is the most fun I've had in my entire career. And it, and it shows, I mean, it's been, it continues to be an, an absolutely incredible run here. Uh, and I, I just mentioned Free the Narrative, and now we know that Free the Narrative 2 is this weekend, so it's very much a timely time to ask, you know, uh, what was your experience with Free the Narrative like? And, you know, just kind of your overall thoughts on, on the experience, because it's a very different uh, you know, presentation of professional wrestling as we know it. Did it help you free your own narrative in a way? Uh, see, the thing about the Free the Narrative, I, I love everything about it. Uh, EC3 was trying to get me to kind of change, right? Like, I think maybe if it was 2013, he was trying to make me change from the headband, the glasses, it would have worked. But I already changed my on my own. I don't need EC3's help. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, 
but the actual uh the production it was top notch i mean there was there was catering there was a masseuse uh it was awesome i had a lot of fun uh just with the creative stuff we had a whole entrance with the uh ghostbusters you know the ecto one and uh you know i really drove that thing and there was a drone so like just everything that went into it was such a, a creative process and fun and a fulfilling process and uh you know I kind of know what's going down for free the narrative too. And I'm very excited for people to see it. Uh, and if you haven't seen free the narrative one, uh, you got to check it out. I believe it's still on fight TV. And uh, you know, if not for anything, the best entrance in wrestling history, which is mine. So check that out. It was absolutely an incredible show. And I have to ask, you know, it feels like your narrative has changed again over these past few months with DCW with winning the world title with now this, uh, this feud with Effie. If the, if the opportunity presented itself, would you potentially be interested in like a, a sequel of sorts about your, about how, how your narrative has changed and kind of, you know, just as a, a follow-up to that, you know, if, if that were an, an option? Oh, you're saying like come back for, for the narrative three or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I had a great time doing one. I, I would love to do it again. Um, EC3 is a creative dude. You know, he, he's always working. He's a hustler. And I mean that uh, in a good way. He's busting his ass, always wants to be ahead of the curve. And I respect the hell out of him for it. So, um, you know, he's somebody who was in the WWE system the first time, kind of got, you know, chewed up and spit out and became a world champion in Impact. So, and now he's totally, uh, you know, changing his narrative and changing his persona. And, and I totally dig it. So I'm a fan. Yeah, and perfect segue. You bring up Impact Wrestling here, so we've talked talking about GCW and everything else. But of course, you are uh, very much a featured player in Impact as well. You've been feuding with uh, Rohit Raju, and now we know that tonight, which I recorded this on Thursday, you're facing Raj Singh on Before the Impact. Now Raj returned last week and attacked you, costing Chelsea Green her match with Rohit. So this feud with uh, Rohit continues to kind of escalate here. So I guess before your match with uh, Raj Singh here, and more maybe more looking forward, you know. What, what are your thoughts on, on this view with uh, Rohit and where, where it might go from here? Uh, I think after tonight, I am done with Rohit. Uh, we had uh, some, some kick-ass matches. And Rohit is somebody who, hey, I'll admit it, I had no idea who he was before I got to Impact. As a matter of fact, uh, I did an Impact like media interview, and somebody asked me about him, and I legit said, like, who is that? And I had to, like, tell the guy, hey, can we edit that out? Because I felt bad that I didn't know who he is. Right. But fast forward all these months, you know, we had some kick-ass matches. And listen, I don't think Impact Management thought, okay, we're going to put these two together. I think because they had nothing to do with either of us at the time. Hey, let's just throw them together. But we had some kick-ass matches where they continued it. You know, we had a street fight, uh, you know, victory road. I, I, I would work that guy again in a heartbeat. But for now, we're done. Uh, my, my, my goal in Impact is to be the world champion. I'm not there for any other reason. Uh, I'm not there for Brian Myers. I'm not there to get, like, you know, new shirts on Shop Impact. Uh, and it's cool to, to, to work with Chelsea, but I'm not there to work with Chelsea either. Uh, I'm there selfishly to be the world champion. And, you know, Impact uh, Bound for Glory is coming up, that, that call your shot gauntlet. So I think I might need to add my name to that match. I think that's that's going to be a very fun way to have you on the card there for Bound for Glory, the biggest show of the year in Impact. So at this point, at least, we do know that Christian Cage is the new Impact World Champion. His, his – uh, Dance card is full, if you will, for Bound for Glory. He'll be facing Joss Alexander. But, I mean, myself and I know many other people can't help but speculate or, you know, think about you potentially facing Christian Cage and what would be a, 
you know, a rematch of sorts where you two faced off plenty of times on the old WWE ECW. So is that a match you, I mean, assuming, let's say, Christian retains at Bound for Glory, is that a match you'd be uh, looking forward to to kind of, uh, you know, to take your trip down memory lane in a way and also to kind of showcase just how much things have changed? Yeah, I mean, you just you just nailed it right there. Things have changed. Uh, I wrestled him in, in 20, uh, 2009. Holy shit, 2009, when I when I first became the woo-woo guy. And really, it was my first, like, singles run ever because I had been teaming with Brian Myers, Kurt Hawkins for my entire career. So I was so, you know, even though I wasn't, like, a rookie rookie, I, I was still a rookie to having singles matches. So if we had those good of matches then, when he's, listen, he was carrying me 100%. You know, he's a total pro. But now, a decade later, I can, you can bet your ass I can catch up and, and, and keep up. And maybe, you know, he took that time off the ring, seven years, but he hasn't missed a, he hasn't missed a beat. So I would love to get in there with him and show him how much better, uh, you know, I have gotten. And also, selfishly, have a kick-ass match with one of my favorite wrestlers, you know, ever. Absolutely. It's a match that I know, I know I would like to see. I know I'm not alone in saying that, but uh, maybe aside from that, or who are some people that you'd be really be looking forward to facing an impact they haven't gotten to work with yet? I mean, Josh Alexander, I mean, he's on the, he's at the top of his game right now, you know, just dominating that X division and he's going to have a kick-ass match with Christian. I would love to, to wrestle him. Uh, Moose is somebody else I'd love to wrestle. Uh, uh, Big Cass. Uh, tall son bitch i would love to wrestle him but there's there's so many guys that impact uh it's just it's just a fun place to be it's super cool and you know right before bountiful glory we're having our 10th live major wrestler podcast so it's cool that like you know impact is you know they're they're even like giving us tickets uh you know for their taping hey if you buy tickets to the live major wrestler podcast 10 you get tickets to tape so it's cool that impact is like you know they're in on it you know as opposed to if we were doing this in WWE, they're not giving us tickets to Raw. You know what I'm saying? Right, to get right. fans. So it's cool that they they uh, support it. Yeah, it's really cool to see that, uh, that they're, they're being supportive of that and trying to help you guys, um, if not gr- grow the brand, at least kind of support it in, in, in that way. So you know, that, right in the past couple of years, that's become your big way of you know gaining some even more of a following outside of the wrestling ring but of course back in the day you had z true long island story a way that really kind of helped you in many ways climb the ladder in wwe and now we're just talking about how much has changed since then since you faced christian since you watched that show of course you've been doing the the, uh the mc true long island story for talking about the for talking about the show yeah yeah so we have uh the major wrestler podcast we have a whole major pod network and one of those shows is mc True Long Island Story, and it takes a look at each episode of Z True Long Island Story exactly 10 years later, uh, what went into the show, uh, and also what was going on behind the scenes in WWE, and, and we're, we're going to do it for the entire year, and we're not going to, we're going to stop before it gets negative. We want this to be a positive, uplifting story. You know, if I can, if I can inspire one person to chase their dreams and, and take a, a chance on themselves, then this podcast will be a success. But uh, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna <laughs> cover the, the decline and pushed off the stage in a wheelchair, all that all that bad stuff. We're gonna pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a great approach to it. So yeah. uh, I know I enjoyed the original run of the show very much. I've been, been enjoying watching the show as a retrospective, looking back on it, but kind of taking a step back from the show itself. You know, it's 2021. A lot has changed. You know, that was very 
uh, if not innovative, definitely kind of groundbreaking where uh, you were using YouTube to really kind of get yourself over. Whereas now uh, social media has exploded. You've got YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, all these other platforms. What advice would you have for any wrestlers or, or really, I, I guess I would say stick in the wrestling realm, but anybody hoping to kind of use that platform or other platforms in a similar way to kind of stand out much like you did? Well, it's a double-edged sword because you have all these platforms available uh, at your fingertips and they're all free. You know, Twitter's free. <laughs> YouTube is free. You know what I'm saying? But you can do and put out as much content as you want. But on the flip side, you have all these people doing the same thing. So you still got to figure out how to be creative and how to be one step ahead. And, and that's tough. But the thing is, if you want it bad enough, you'll figure out a way, you know, like in, in this business, uh, I've been counted out by, by management, by, by fans, you know, and I've come back every single time and that's just how I'm wired. That's, that's just like in my DNA, like you, I am the cockroach of the wrestling business. You cannot kill me. You can't, you know, how many people thought after that YouTube show died that I'd be done? Uh, a lot, myself included. I went on to become the Intercontinental Champion. Even, okay, he had it for one day. Big fucking deal. It was a big deal because I proved everybody wrong. But like I said, I don't care about that. Those people who stuck by me, I proved them right. And, and there was 100,000 people chanting with me when I, when I grabbed the Intercontinental title. But even after that, you know, when, when that went away, you know, and then eventually winning the tag team titles with Hawkins, then we get released. And now, you know, I'm, I'm doing the indies and impact and nobody saw this gcw thing coming so i'm always thinking and listen not everything i do is going to be a home run of course not but now i have the opportunity uh to try and all i've ever wanted was opportunity so right now i'm just i'm having the most fun of my career just trying things and, and being me and having fun and uh you know experiencing this wrestling business how i really truly believe it should be experienced Absolutely. And it's been great to see that unfold throughout this round of GCW and, and all of it, all of it together. It's been very, very cool to see uh, you reaching new heights in that way. So as we talked about earlier, you're going to be in action this weekend for AIW, um, maybe getting a match, a rematch with FE and next weekend at GCW and moving forward here in Impact, hoping to get a world title shot. Um, obviously, we'll see the very I'm best. I'm staying and, busy. I'm staying busy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, and uh, speaking of staying, staying busy, you, you stay very active on social media. Would you like to plug your various uh, accounts and shows and whatnot? Oh, my God. I have, so, I, have so, I have so much stuff. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Matt Cardona and uh, follow the Major Respirator podcast. Um, you know, download the podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Major WF Pod and our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Major Pod Network. Yeah, it's stuff about action figures, but also, you know, if I go on a loop of the weekend, I vlog the whole thing. So, you know, you see me backstage at GCW or, you know, big hunted on the road, whatever it is, uh, you see me doing it. So, so check that out. Absolutely. Well, Matt, I wish you the very, very best you're moving forward with GCW Impact and everything put together here. And thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you.